But wait, there's more. Hi, everybody. It's Terry O'Reilly here, and we're happy to announce something we've never offered before. It's our But Wait, There's More subscriber package. If you're a fan of Under the Influence, you'll get more than ever before. You'll get more bonus episodes like the live recording and audience Q&A we did recently at the Hot Docs Podcast Festival, exclusive for subscribers only. You'll get more podcasts with additional stories. You'll get early access so you can listen to all of our new shows before anyone else. You'll get all of our episodes, including archives, ad-free. Tisk tisk. I won't judge. You'll be invited to Ask Me Anything sit-down chats with yours truly. You'll get first dibs on tickets for live events. You'll get big discounts on Under the Influence merchandise. And that's only the beginning, all for a few bucks a month. Just go to our show page on Apple Podcasts and tap Try Free to start your free seven-day trial. Membership has its privileges. Hmm, you should copyright that. 
tonight The silver's shining and the lights are bright We put away the broom and mop It's time for all of that to stop There's gonna be a party here tonight That ditty is from an elaborate J.C. Penney sales conference in the early 1960s. It's an important little piece of marketing history. Because without that J.C. Penney tune, the iconic novel To Kill a Mockingbird might not exist. Composer Michael Brown met James Cash Penny in the early 50s. James Cash Penny, also known as J.C. Penny, established the J.C. Penny chain in 1902. Penny hired Brown to write industrial musicals for his company beginning in 1952. In the post-war days, corporations like J.C. Penny would stage elaborate musicals to motivate their sales force. These were big song and dance shows penned by the top Broadway composers, performed by top Broadway talent on big stages. They were on par with the biggest Broadway musicals of the day, with one exception. Industrial musicals were written to sing the praises of companies. And that's how Michael Brown came to meet J.C. Penney. Meanwhile, Brown and his wife Joy had met a new neighbor of theirs in New York. She was an aspiring writer from Alabama who worked the ticket counter at Eastern Airlines. Her name was Harper Lee. The Browns liked her a lot. One Christmas, Michael and Joy Brown took some of the money from one of Michael's lucrative J.C. Penney industrial musicals and gave Harper Lee a gift. It was a check worth a year's salary tucked inside a card that said... You are free to take one year off to write whatever you like. With that incredible gift, Harper Lee wrote To Kill a Mockingbird. The era of industrial musicals is an interesting chapter in the world of marketing. From the early 50s to the late 80s, corporations staged elaborate, full-scale musicals that often cost more than the biggest Broadway shows. They had all the same ingredients, singers, dancers, sets, costumes, and orchestras, except for one thing. It was less guys and dolls and more guys and plumbing conferences. You're under the influence. Thomas Watson Sr. was a man with a future. Recently fired from the National Cash Register Company in 1914, he knocked on the door of the Computing Tabulating Recording Company in Endicott, New York, and was hired as general manager. Eleven months later, Watson was promoted to president. One of the first things he did was change the name of the company. He didn't like the hyphenated Computing Tabulating Recording moniker and changed it to International Business Machines which he took from the name of a Canadian subsidiary. International business machines eventually became known as IBM, and in Watson's first four years, revenues doubled to over $9 million. 
He not only implemented systems, sales conferences, and customer service standards, he was evangelical in his belief of instilling company pride. One of the ways he did this was through company anthems. Watson called them fellowship songs. The melodies were stirring and the lyrics inspired loyalty and high ideals. In 1927, he began collecting them in a company songbook with the odd title, Songs of the IBM. Eventually, the book would grow to include over 80 ditties. One of the most popular was the 1931 IBM rally song, Ever Onward, sung at company conferences and workplace gatherings. We'll do one verse and two choruses of Ever Onward on page five of the songbook. There's a thrilling star for Alpha We're about to toast The corporation that's to every land We're here to cheer each pioneer And also proudly boast Of that man, of men, our friend and guiding hand The name of T.J. Watson means the courage not consent And we feel honored to be here to toast the first chorus Trainees were required to sing March On with IBM every morning while attending the IBM Salesmanship School. You may think it odd that a workforce would sing earnest anthems to the man who hired them and the company that paid them, but you have to put this practice in context. These were the Depression years, and one quarter of the U.S. workforce was unemployed. Company employees embraced the singing because they were simply grateful to have a job. When Thomas Watson Jr. took over IBM after his father died in the mid-50s, he started to eliminate the anthems. He believed their time had passed and even felt his father had taken them too far, citing an IBM classical symphony Watson Sr. had commissioned in 1936 as an example. But Thomas Watson Jr. quickly realized that many employees loved the joie de vivre the songs inspired, and getting rid of the anthems wasn't easy people loved musical get-togethers. During the 1940s, the war-weary public flocked to theaters to see glamorous Hollywood musicals for fun and diversion. When the war ended in 1945, six of the top ten movies were musicals. When television arrived in the 50s, Hollywood started to feel the pinch at the box office. But musical theater was alive and well on Broadway. Crowds were drawn to the uplifting energy, emotion, and spectacle of big musicals. Like Thomas J. Watson Sr. before them, that phenomenon didn't escape the attention of corporate America. And companies wondered if tailor-made musicals could work the same magic on their workforces. In their terrific book titled, Everything's Coming Up Profits, Steve Young and Sport Murphy chronicle the emergence of industrial musicals. 
According to the authors, three trends converge to create business-themed musical theater. First, post-war America was booming, churning out two-thirds of the world's manufactured goods by 1955. Second, companies started to turn to new psychological methods to motivate employees. And third, musicals were now mainstream entertainment, and the soundtrack could be enjoyed at home due to the advent of long-playing 33 RPM records. Corporations were looking for ways to spice up their annual sales conferences, and they were flush with money. That meant they could afford to hire the top Broadway composers, singers, and dancers. Many of these talented artists were happy to take the industrial gigs because it allowed them to hone their skills and make good money between Broadway shows. As authors Young and Murphy say, industrial musicals were amazingly well done, but sound somewhat ridiculous when viewed from the outside. Instead of singing about love and romance and the human spirit, they were singing about diesel engines, floor product divisions, and electric utility executive conferences. Take one of the earliest industrial musicals on record, created for Oldsmobile in 1953. The show was titled The Mighty O. is Johnny and I feel sort of lost at sea without Lucille. My name's Lucille and I must stay a picture in his locker unto one fine day. It was the first all-musical announcement in Oldsmobile's history and it would set the stage for splashy new automobile launches for decades to come. The Mighty O was introducing the 1954 models and had a big orchestra, sets, costumes, dance numbers, and a cast that starred a very young Bob Fosse, who would go on to become one of Broadway's foremost choreographers. One of the big showstopper numbers was the Demonstration Blues, sung by the supposed girlfriends of Oldsmobile salesmen who keep cancelling dates because they have a chance to sell an Olds 88. Calls me up at half The Mighty O had a cast of 24, elaborate sets, and a big orchestra. It played to Oldsmobile dealers, managers, and salesmen in five cities. The following year, Oldsmobile staged another big musical theater show for its old 88 model. The show cost $250,000 to tour around the country, and the cast of 17 included Cheetah Rivera and a future Riddler named Frank Gorshin. In 1957, Olds unleashed the musical This Is Olds Mobility, with songs belted out by a young Florence Henderson, who would one day become Mrs. Brady on The Brady Bunch. What is the basic rule of quality salesmanship? Yeah, what is the basic rule of quality salesmanship? Well, if you want to buy, and I'm here to sell... Go, go, go! And minimize price! 
On the back of the soundtrack album, which was handed out to Olds dealers, was the line, Use this record again and again as the rousing start to your sales meetings! Exclamation mark. You gotta love the optimism. And the budgets. Chevrolet staged a 1957 musical with a cast of 36 performers that cost $3 million to mount. Six times what it cost to bring My Fair Lady to the stage that same year. In 1959, Ford rallied the troops with a big industrial musical titled Ford Ify Your Future. The musical was composed by the Broadway songwriting team of Sheldon Harnick and Jerry Bach. A few years later, this same team would have a slightly bigger Broadway success with Fiddler on the Roof. But before that Broadway smash, Harnick and Bach were fiddling with a musical for the Ford Tractor and Implement Division. The first number was a showstopper that celebrated the brand and was titled The Answer is Ford. The next number was about the relentless workload of a typical farmer that only a Ford tractor could lighten. The work of the world is never done. It never lessens, shrinks, or diminishes. There's always mowing, towing, bailing, nailing. Then comes the answer for tractors. I'm a tractor driving man. If I'm bragging, don't mind me. When you're looking for me, in that tall seat you'll find me. Plowing a field with a sunset behind me. Can't you just see him standing beside his tractor, hands on hips, farmer's hat tilted rakishly to one side, looking out over his furrows? Cause a tractor driving man finds the richest reward when the tractor, when the tractor that he's driving, that he's driving is a Just when you thought industrial musicals were merely entertainment, they also snuck some marketing lessons in there. We'll be right back to our show. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. 
Moonpig.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. In 1961, Coca Cola staged a huge musical called The Grip of Leadership to celebrate its 75th anniversary. As you can hear, the shows weren't just mounted for entertainment, but also to reinforce some Coke marketing strategies. As a bottler, I know that the right combination of packaging and pricing is one of the best ways to play it cool in today's marketplace. It's like this packaging and pricing interrelated. A simple fact, simply stated. And yet some folks are losing out because they don't know what it's all about. Now I look at packaging and pricing as a great big pair of pliers, especially designed with us in mind, and that means you and me. Packaging and pricing with a pair of pliers. Simple as ABC. Pliers to get a grip on profit. Profit from the business. Yes, sirree. Now, Five years later in 1966, the General Electric Utilities Executives Conference is a standout musical because it was written by John Kander and Fred Ebb. This was no run of the mill songwriting team. Kander and Ebb would write the smash hit Cabaret. While writing the General Electric show, Cabaret would go on to win eight Tonys that year, including Best Musical and Best Original Score. Kander and Ebb would also go on to write the Broadway smash Chicago and a little number called Theme from New York, New York. But for General Electric, Kander and Ebb wrote a musical called "Go Fly a Kite." As silly as this next tune may seem, you get an appreciation for how skillful these superstar composers were at putting very difficult lyrics into musical numbers. EDM is great when you're underground, where the trouble is hard to be fixed and found. In your distribution system, underground will be helping you with maintenance economically. Power distribution, management, utilities will love it. That's true. You have to remember, you're not listening to a jingle. You're listening to a stage show with singers and dancers and sets. That same lyrical skill was on display with a slightly suggestive, "Be direct with me." Two straight parallel wires bearing current in the same direction attract each other. If you know what I mean. But when it comes to the best industrial musical of all, most ad historians are unanimous. It was a 1969 show for plumbing giant American Standard called "The Bathrooms Are Coming!" Exclamation mark. It was staged in Las Vegas at American Standard's distributor conference. My bathroom. My bathroom is a private kind of place, very special kind of place, the only place where I 
The purpose of the show was to dazzle distributors with the new line of American Standard fixtures and toilets. On your drywall, a utility shelf, its use as good as gold. For books and kits, martinis too, a safety bar to hold. For cigarettes, a storage shelf with lots of room to spare. A bathroom storage cabinet for martinis and cigarettes. Hmm. Gotta love the 60s. When industrial musicals moved into the 70s, the subject matter changed somewhat. The Ortho Pharmaceutical Corporation did an entire show about birth control, for example, as the pill was one of its leading products. Here's a song that was adapted from the musical South Pacific, titled There's Nothing Like a Dame, with slightly altered lyrics. Women turn to us for reliable contraceptive action, not to mention healthy female sexual satisfaction. There is nothing like a dame in the ortho world. And there's nothing you can name, ortho doesn't make for a dame. Over 20 million dames use the products that we sell. Whether Delphin foam or diaphragms with ortho cream or gel. From our intrauterine device to tiny little pill. One thing for sure, the risk is nil. Though a married female's problems may be myriad. Thanks to us, at least she can usually expect her period. Hello. There is nothing like a day. Note the lyrics only referred to a married female, as it was still politically incorrect for single women to use birth control in the early 70s. When disco hit in the late 70s, industrial musicals slipped into their platform shoes and used musical numbers to introduce sales managers just before they gave speeches. Oh, those poor music writers. Good morning, dance fans, and welcome again to 79 Fever, the world's first sales meeting with a disco beat. There's not one other office furniture manufacturer that hustled through 1978 the way we did. No wonder we've got 79 Fever. And here to start it all off, wearing the shiniest dancing shoes in San Diego, our national sales manager, Don Sullivan. Here's Don to tell ya. What's going down here? He'll lead the band now. He'll wear the crown here. All good things have to end. And the curtain started to fall on industrial musicals in the late 1980s. The cost of mounting big stage shows was becoming prohibitive. Recessions and cyclical layoffs made workforces too cynical to sing along with company musicals. Coincidentally, the commercial jingle business had its last gasp at the same time, too. It seemed in an age of David Letterman irony, belting out a tune about dog food or a show-stopping dance number about industrial flooring would induce more eye-rolling than sales. But just when you thought corporate tunes were dead, I recently discovered this ditty. It wasn't a big stage musical, but a corporate anthem for the accounting firm Ernst & Young. Oh, 
happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. When Ernst and Young. 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 Showed me a better way. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. When you think about it. Ernst and Young's "Oh Happy Day" was a slightly funkier version of IBM's "Ever Onward." Look out! Break it down. Happy, happy, happy day, happy day. Ernst and Young, Ernst and Young, that away. From Thomas Watson's fellowship songs to industrial musicals to corporate anthems. What's old is new again. Oh yes, it was a happy, happy, Austin Young day. Back in 2014, a Dallas travel agent decided he wanted to celebrate travel companies in this world of plan-your-own-trip internet sites. So he mounted an off-Broadway show called "Craving for Travel." He hired a Tony Award-winning producer, a playwright, and found backing for the $300,000 production. The 85-minute show got a lot of attention for its novelty, but what the press didn't realize was that it was a throwback to the era of industrial musicals. When Madison Avenue met Broadway, it was an odd collision. Because the resulting musicals were never meant to be seen by the public, that's why a song titled "My Bathroom Is My Special Place" can be sung irony-free. It was a way to celebrate the company, parade new product lines, and boost morale. Author Steve Young says those shows were a kind of pressure valve for the workforce, a way to kick back and have some fun. But I can't help feeling those shows were more of a hot poker. Because the underlying message to every show, from Ford tractors to Coca-Cola, was to sell, sell, sell. Music has the potential to rouse, and storytelling set in spectacle has a hypnotizing effect. Maybe that's why corporate anthems haven't completely gone away. Walmart employees sing a chant song every morning before the doors open, and the folks at Ernst and Young can still break it down. But that's the power of industrial musicals. They can fuel loyalty, enthusiastic salesmanship, and every once in a while, even a Harper Lee. When you're under the influence, I'm Terry O'Reilly. This episode brought to you by Playtex 18-hour girdle. Think outside the bun. Under the influence was recorded at Pirate Toronto. Series producer Debbie O'Reilly, sound engineer Keith Oman, theme music by Ari Posner and Ian Lefevre. Um, do you wear clothes when you listen to our show? If so, have we got a T-shirt for you? Go to terryoreilly.ca/shop. See you next week. 
Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code presson25 at checkout for 25% off impress manicure and presson falsies. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.